Satan. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg on a gorgeous Saturday morning and uh, a lot of racing to talk about. And good morning, Alan. Good morning, Perry. Looks like it's me and you. Uh, again again that's fine <laughs> i want to say that we hope uh ronnie can get back to us soon i've been talking to ronnie a little bit this morning so uh or texting with him anyway and ronnie's uh licked the covid bug but he's got to stay i guess isolated for a couple of more days hopefully we'll get him back next week and greg is uh doing a little better he actually i think can sit in the back seat of a car and if somebody straps him in and everything, so he's getting closer to a hundred percent. So, uh, well, I don't know if Greg ever gets a hundred percent. No, no, we get him back to about 75. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but Alan and I appear to be as close to a hundred percent as we can get. So, uh, we got a good show for you this morning. I hope, uh, I guess there is a little question mark as to whether or not uh, our guest will make it I, it's wally dallenbeck jr now we had his brother paul on a couple of weeks ago and uh talking about the pikes peak hill climb and wally of course is uh drove for bud moore and he was a trans am champion and he won his class at daytona and he's just a great driver but wally uh is doing some hill climbing this morning and i tried to get him a few minutes ago and got his answering machine so if he doesn't uh if he doesn't answer at 11 o'clock, Alan, be ready with some fishing. Okay, we can do that. But uh, everybody realizes that they are two hours before us. So yeah, he's out in Colorado. So it's about 8 o'clock out there. Yep. So, uh, and plus two, uh, you know, you stay up working on cars all night. Sometimes you got to sleep in. Or drinking bourbon and watching television, which is my excuse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's going to be fishing a little bit. Okay, well, that's good. I got to uh, uh, start out here with a little bit of sad news for me anyway. Uh, you know, last week, well, actually on July 26th, I think Buddy Arrington, who was a great independent driver and a, always drove Chrysler's pretty much as far as I know, or Chrysler products, I mean, Dodges. I think he bought several from Cotton Owens. He, uh, he celebrated his birthday on July 26th, and I think he passed away a, a few days later i'm not sure exactly when he passed away but buddy was a great independent used to see him he, every time i saw him except when he was in a racing uniform he was in all black when we would show up at these uh these uh old timer celebrations and everything and i didn't know buddy real well he was from martinsville but uh he was a good guy and uh just a solid competitor for hundreds of races 
and uh, and at the highest level, which would have been Winston Cup in those days and Grand National before that, and uh, uh, we lost Buddy, and he was a he was a good one. Yes, he was. Uh, people didn't realize it, but uh, back in them days, whenever you seen the hauler and the race car behind it, you actually seen the driver. Yeah, because the driver had to drive the tow truck to the racetrack. That's right. And I mean, that's uh, today's deal. Uh, drivers fly in or show up in their big motor homes and step out and step into the race cars and not too much uh, getting out of the, the racetrack now. Well, you know, the day of the independence gone. Yeah. I mean, uh, I wrote that the second book I wrote, uh, Declarations of Stock Car Independence. Uh, you know, I, I had 12 of them in there and just some fantastic stories from Johnny Allen and DK Ulrich and Joe Frisone, who's gone. Crawfish Kreider's gone. James Hilton's on the cover. He's gone. And these guys were just, uh, you know, they were, they were, they were independent. I mean, they depended on themselves to get to the track, to get money, to do whatever they needed to do. And, uh, uh, it's just not like that anymore. Yeah. It, it couldn't be more different. Yeah. About like, uh, Ronnie Thomas said last week that who was a great one, him, him and his yeah. daddy. Yes. Who said they'd go down to junior Johnson's and get tires. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it was a deal of, uh, you doing what you had to do yeah. to make, get to the next race. Yep. But more so than buddy Arrington on Thursday, I got a text from, uh, Susan castles that her father passed away. Who was, uh, Neil castles and Neil was a fantastic guy. I've written uh, six books and the last one I wrote was on Neil and Neil was, um, in fact, Neil and I were going to write a book after the first book I wrote and he had lived in the area of a Exxon tank farm up in Charlotte in East, uh, in uh, East Charlotte. And everybody in that neighborhood contracted some form of cancer. And a lot of them died. Neil lost an eye and part of his skull. And, you know, when I first got to know Neil, you know, he just only had one eye and the, and the skin, you know, grown over where his, uh, where his, uh, well, to him, it would have been his, his left eye and Neil, uh, but God, he was so personable and so friendly and just had story after story. And I said, Neil, let's write a book. And he said, let's do it. So I went up there, uh, this would have been about 2009 or 10 and had a meeting with him and his lovely wife, Jean. And we talked for quite a while at his house and she served us milk and cookies. And we went down in his basement and looked at all these trophies and helmets and uniforms and photographs and memorabilia. And we were going to write the, that was in December and we were going to start writing his biography after the holidays. So I started calling him, you know, about January the 5th and, uh, I couldn't even get him to answer the phone. And when I finally did get a hold of him, he had just gotten cold feet because he was worried about spilling the beans on this Exxon thing. Cause he sued Exxon and, and it turned out to be a class action lawsuit because of all the other people in the neighborhood that had a problem on this tank farm. And, um, I think he ended up getting like $2 million just his part, but they had these, you know, if you can picture the, the, the tank farm that is out there at camp Croft with all those big, huge metal, you know, the bottom had rotted out of them in some places. And 
he had, he educated me that he had, uh, that these things had a water bottom because I guess the gasoline or the oil or whatever what? Go, uh, goes to the top. So they just had water on the bottom, Yeah, but it's contaminated. Yeah. For people who don't understand these pipelines, whenever they ship it through the pipeline, it actually has got water in between the gas. Yeah. Cause water and gas do not mix. So they send it through and you might have a quarter of a mile long of water. And then here comes your next gas, which might be certain gas, and it's diverted to a certain tank farm. Yeah. And uh, people don't realize that water, you know, will settle to the bottom of these big tanks out here, like you was talking about out here at Camp Croft and stuff like that. I didn't realize it until I talked to a guy up here in Spartanburg about that, that, you know, they put water in between the gas, the gas, the oil or whatever. whenever it's refined from texas and you know we've got the main line coming from texas out through here it's going on up through charlotte right there and uh and i i sat there and i looked at him and i said they do what he said they put water in there they might pump water for a quarter of a mile then they start pumping gas yeah and it's uh well it can it's not good water anymore oh no it's not good water and it sinks down into the soil and spreads out and it contaminated a lot of people's water supply yep because this is out in mecklenburg county it's not in the city of charlotte and uh it it anyway a lot of these people got cancer because of it but anyway my point is neil stiffed me and wouldn't wouldn't talk about it so i that's when i wrote the independent book about the 12 independent drivers and uh um and eventually he came around about 10 years later and I'll talk about it in a little bit, but he, uh, um, did, we actually did end up writing a book and uh, it's a great book. I, I think it is, of course I wrote it, but that's just my opinion. But anyway, it's, um, uh, Neil Castles. We lost him on when, on a Thursday, he was 87 years old, which is kind of, uh, kind kind of what you would expect because his idol, not his idol, but his, uh, mentor was Buck Baker, who most people associate with the number 88, but we got a caller on the line here and it's one of the members of this show. And, uh, it's a good friend, Ronnie black. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning, guys. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I've just got to oscillate another day. Another day. So in other words, you'll be out amongst us tomorrow. I should be. uh, I'm trying to be a good boy. I'm trying to do what the doctor says. Well, you sound good, Ronnie. I actually feel great. I feel better than I did before I got sick. Well, you sound better than you do when you're in the studio. How do you attribute that? What do you attribute that to? I guess you haven't heard me in a while. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Hey, there's a note over here on the whiteboard in the studio that says Burns will not be able to throw the ball. What's that mean? I have no idea. <laughs> I saw a clip last night of uh, Kobe Shaw, our quarterback, throwing a seventy-yard or from Thursday night, a seventy-yard crossing pattern to Kaya Cook for a touchdown. Well, I I tell you what, I I listen to this station a lot, and especially Tyler's show in the morning, and he. Uh, it's just you can tell you can hear feel the excitement in his voice as he says uh two weeks we'll be in oh, yeah. we'll be in uh uh high school football and I don't know uh I don't have anything here to to reference or to plug but I just know that I think 
this station, WSPG AM and FM, has got almost wall-to-wall high school football, especially on Friday. I think they start out with Tyler on, on Friday morning, on Friday morning, and then they have their national shows with Dan Patrick and Colin Cowherd. But by 3 o'clock, man, they're, uh, they're all high school football until way after I'm going to be asleep probably. And uh, oh, yeah. with wrap-up shows, and, and we're carrying, of course, Spartanburg High School football with Ryan Clary. I don't know how many years he's been doing that, but it's a long time. And uh, I guess one of our sister stations is going to have Alex Smith doing Burn, uh, not Burns, but uh, Dorman. So, uh, Dorman, yeah. This is the place to be for high school football, buddy. Absolutely, it is. Well, and I'm ready for it. I don't know about you guys. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm ready for it. I I don't follow it that closely. I follow Spartanburg High School, and I know what's going on because I'll be sitting here on. Saturday mornings, and they'll have this whiteboard with all the scores on it and everything. But it's just a great time of the year. Now, August high school and college football—it's a little bit warm. But uh, as uh, as you probably okay. did, and I know a lot of a lot of our listeners did. You know, we uh, we practiced and played football in August. Um, I don't think Spartan High when I was there, and the last year I played was 1969, and we did have helmets and face masks, Alan. Before you say anything, but. Uh, you know, I think uh, the uh, we had two a days in August, and we'd be out there at eight o'clock in the morning, and it wasn't quite too hot yet. But you know, when we came back about four or five o'clock under uh, the great coach Bill Carr, uh, it was hot. I mean, it was real hot, and all I did in between the morning and evening practice was sleep. So, uh, but it's a great time of the year. That's all behind me. Uh, it's and it, and it just points out that football is right around the corner and after you get by august and really get into the season it eventually will turn cool and cold and the leaves will fall away and it's just it's my favorite time of the year other than may when there's indianapolis and all that and the 500 and all that stuff october is my favorite month october november are my favorite months oh without a doubt and the high school season in south carolina kicks off officially and two Fridays from now on the 19th. Is that week zero? That's week zero. And uh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> I don't. Well, uh, I won't. But, you know, I don't really understand why the first week isn't week one. Uh, why Why is there a week zero? Is that at one time was there some deal like some schools started early or what? No, at one point you weren't allowed to have. Uh, a game before the designated week one and then they relaxed it a little bit so you could have one the week before so rather than renumbering the whole system they called it week zero ah i got you well i tell you what buddy i am sick and tired of you laying out so uh we want to see you in here just as soon as possible maybe maybe as early as next week and uh well, I, that's, that's the plan. I hope to be there. All right, buddy. Well, you take care of yourself. We're going to take a break here and come back and talk to Deb Williams about all that wacky stuff that went on at Indianapolis on the road course. No kidding. Hey, while we got you on the phone, give us a, give us a pick. Well, I, I'm going this week with Kevin Harvey. He gets my kiss of death. Yeah, the KOD. <laughs> he has won there four times in the last 12 years. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's gonna eventually win another race. It might not be this year, but uh, he will win a race. And um, well, you know, last week they scheduled a race, 
and a demolition derby broke out. I know it. I watched it, and it was uh, starring Kyle Larson, but we'll talk about that in a few minutes. <laughs> Ronnie, great to hear from you, buddy. We'll talk to you uh, next week, hopefully in person. Thanks, guys. See you uh, next week. All right, buddy. That's Ronnie Black, who uh big member of the show, the oldest member of the show, probably the oldest guy, not age-wise, but longevity-wise, uh, on this radio station. I mean, he's been around for a long time. Uh, I think he and Marconi were good buddies. But anyway, let's take our first break and come back, talk to Deb Williams, and uh, find out what we saw, talk about what we saw last week at Indianapolis. You are listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned, 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than hey, Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. 
is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to death. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. Deb, how you doing this morning? Fine, thank you. How about yourself? I'm doing real good. And uh, we got some absentees this morning. Greg and Ronnie aren't with us, but Alan and I are here. And uh, we, um, we're still marveling over some of the crazy stuff we saw at indianapolis last week what did you see uh, well <clears throat> you've always heard the phrase it's better to ask for forgiveness than it is permission <laughs> and i think that applies to uh what uh ross chastain did and then austin dillon followed it was well let me do this and see if i can get away with it and if i can that's good at least i don't have a torn up race car I think you might have to include Kyle Larson in that too. He kind of uh, he kind of stole the show there for a while. Yeah, but that was a really hard hit. That it was. He had with, and uh, I was worried about both of those drivers. And I, you could tell as fast as he jumped out of that car and ran over to to Ty Dillon's car that he was concerned too. But um, no, it was uh, interesting because that's what came to my mind about better to ask for, um, uh, ask for forgiveness and permission. It's like Ray Abraham always said, the way he built the race cars was he built by what was not in the rule book rather than what was in the rule book. So that, uh, that was definitely an interesting first turn. But you're going to have that anywhere where they take a restart and they go barreling off into the first turn and... You know, you're going to go for it. That's why. That's what they get paid to do. And no one likes to see torn up race cars. But in listening to a lot of the people on Sirius this week, uh, listen to the fans, it's like, okay, people, do you want racing or do you want Formula One? Which do you want? You can't have both. And, uh... My best friend, who's a retired Marine, is always complaining that we're not raising anything in this country now but a bunch of wusses. So <laughs> it's, it's like when I hear these complaints, I don't remember these same complaints when I was growing up in the 60s watching Curtis Turner and them knock each other out of the racetrack. So it's, um, you know, you don't want to see torn up race cars because that's expensive, but it's going to happen. And do you want racing or do you want follow the leader? Which do you want? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's track. When you come down to straightaway, a long straightaway to get the green flag or whatever flag. And, uh, and you've got like a 90 degree right hand turn. There's going to be a traffic jam. And I don't see any way around that. It's a little bit different with open wheel cars, I guess, because these guys with, with fenders and doors and things, they, uh, taxi cabs, they call them sometimes, uh, you know, they're, they can get in there and mix it up and at five, uh, five abreast, four abreast or whatever. And, um, it's, I mean, it's exciting. I, I honestly was thoroughly entertained all day, but I, I still wish they raced on the oval, um, for both races, but you know, that's just me and well. they're not going to do it, but it was, uh, did you ever hear anything 
Um, cause he didn't do an interview immediately after the race. And I don't know if he ever did one, but what, what happened with Kyle Larson? You know, the first thing that came to my mind, you, you said what came to your mind, those cars hit passenger side to passenger side. And the first right. thing that came to my mind, I guess, was it 1977 or 78 in the world 600, I was at Indianapolis at the 500, but Dick Brooks and Donnie Allison had a bad crash and they hit passenger side to passenger side. And honestly, neither one of those drivers ever did much after that. That's a serious way to have an accident. It is. And, and I think you're talking about that accident that happened in turns three and four. Yes. Yep. That caused Donnie Allison his head injury. Yeah. And Dick Brooks didn't um, do much after that either. No, no, it wasn't too long after that that Dick became an announcer for MRN. Right. But, you know, I will say this, and maybe perhaps it's because of the, well, I'm sure it is the difference of the track, but now at North Wilkesboro Tuesday night for that inaugural race kicking off the reopening of North Wilkesboro at the racetrack revival, the 50-lap modified feature they had of the Southern Modified Auto Racing Tour Smart, they were racing three abreast through turns one and two and down the straightaways, and they never got within, and they never wrecked each other, but it was unbelievable three-wide racing in the Modifieds at North Wilkesboro Tuesday night. Were you there? I was there. Well, have they made a lot of improvements? I never saw a race at North Wilkesboro as close by as it is to me. And as much as I loved racing and still do, but you know, back when my, in my unmarried days or whatever, but the, uh, when I wrote the book about the silent speedways, I visited North Wilkesboro. Now it had been closed for a few years, a a lot of years, but it was, it was pretty much a dump. It almost looked like it was cobbled together, you know, with the, 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 Looking at it from the outside, you know, with the different uh, grandstands, and it, it just looked—it looked to me like I can see why NASCAR left this place. I know why it left this place. I think it was because uh, a Bruton Smith bought it or something like that. But no, uh, what it was, Bruton Smith bought fifty percent, and Bob Bear bought fifty percent. Right, and but they and, and they, they cannibalized the, the dates for their own tracks. Hampshire. Yeah. No, they cannibalized Rockingham. The backstretch grandstands that were at Rockingham are the grandstands that are at Z-Max Dragway. <laughs> I um, didn't know that. Yeah. And um, so, but no, what happened at North Wilkesboro, it wasn't because it was a dump that they left it. It was because at the time that Brian France was running NASCAR, all he wanted to do was have it in the top 25 or 20 markets or whatever in this country. And to heck with the, what the fans wanted. Yeah, and that's what caused Rockingham. There, of course, Rockingham's attendance had gone down severely. But um, Wilkesboro, they've uh, they did enough to get it ready to race on. There, if you'll go to racingtoday.com dot com and um, read my story from Tuesday night, it talks about everything that's the way it was Tuesday night. But now there was at least. 5,000 fans there. Well, that's a good crowd. And they've torn down the backstretch grandstands. The scoring tower wasn't working. They've torn the roof. Uh, they've torn away the the roof and all that was the garage area. Um, the bathrooms aren't working. They had all porta potties. And 
you know, they got a lot to do. It, it's at the point now of a weekly short track race, what the amenities are that are there. But um, that's the most people that I've seen all happy in one place in a, wrong, a long time. And the North Carolina Highway Patrol did a fantastic job getting traffic in and out. What and do you think? They had us parked. What do you think is the highest level of auto racing we'll ever see there again? Do you think it, at least the truck or anything? I'm probably, sorry? Yeah, probably the truck series. Okay. NASCAR truck series. Well, I mean, it's a historic venue. There's no doubt about that. And, uh, I mean, I, there's, it was dirty one time and everybody always talks about how I think, isn't the front straightaway downhill and the back straightaway uphill a little bit. You are correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I had Ryan a 50 one Tuesday night's race. I had a 50, 50 chance of getting that right. I'm sorry. What'd you say about Tuesday night? I said, Ryan Newman won that race. Oh, good. Good. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. uh, uh you know, I'm all for whatever brings the fans out. And, uh, I mean, I, North Wilkesboro, I think if I'm not mistaken, I re- remember watching the last race they had there on television, of course. And I think, uh, that was probably, uh, along with, uh, Bob Jenkins and Benny Parsons and Ned Jarrett, but uh, didn't, mm-hmm. didn't Jeff Gordon win that race? The last one they had? He did. He did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was there covering it. I was in the press box. Well, I knew you probably were Deb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could almost walk to that one. So uh, I, I was sure you were there. Let's uh, let's look at the point standings here now. After Indianapolis, Allen has surged back into the lead. He's got 30 points. I've got 29. Deb, you've got 24. Lanny's got 23. And that's, uh, as they say, you could cover him with a blanket. Lanny has, I mean, see, I'm sorry. Greg has got 13, who actually got a point last week or uh, ever how many he scored. He got a podium finish with a Harrison Burton. Um, Jade has got 12 and Ronnie's Mr. Kiss of death himself has got seven. Now he has already picked, uh, Harvick for this week. And for like the third week in a row, Deb, you go ahead and steal my driver. No, I'm not going to, I didn't go with my gut last week. If I had gone with my gut last week, I would have picked Tyler Reddick. I went with my head instead of my gut. So I am really going out on a limb this week with my gut, and I'm taking Eric Jones in the 43. Wow, that is out on a limb. And I'll tell you why. Okay. The the best finish that he's had this year was third at California Speedway. And when Roger Penske built California Speedway, he owned Michigan. So there are some similarities in the track. But Eric has had one top five and two top tens out of the last four races. So I think he'll pull off another five or at least a top ten this week. Well, that's that's a good pick then. I'll, then I'll take uh, number nine as uh, Alan laughingly puts it in his book. Engine, engine number nine. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going to take? I think I'm well, going to go. I love potion number nine. Yeah. Anyway, that, go ahead. That, hey, that's, I like that even better. I think I'm going to go back with the five car. I think he's going to come back this week. Okay. Hope he found, finds the brake pedal. Although you don't really need it. Michigan is a real fast track. Lanny, if you will uh, text oh. me in your choice. Lanny's 12. <laughs> well, I, I know, but he <laughs> probably. Uh, Jade is 11. And, um, yep. I guess that's Greg, all of us. Greg, 21. Oh, Greg, Greg. Give, give Greg 21. You know, the Wood Brothers, uh, 
it's run Ford, pretty good up there. It's a Ford racetrack in a way. Well, that's uh, that's what I've always thought of. I don't know how the actual numbers look, but uh, yeah, it, it's I've always thought of it as a Ford track, and I think that's where uh, Dale Jarrett won his first race for the Wood Brothers up there. So uh, you are correct. He beat Davy Allison that day. Yep, I remember. I bet you were there, weren't you? I was there. <laughs> Where did you tell me? I think I probably asked you this last week, but where did you say you're going next? Watkins Glen. Watkins Glen. That's right. Well, that'll be a great trip up there. And yeah, uh, I love the Finger Lakes region. Yeah. Um, well, Deb. I haven't been there in a long time. We got about three or four minutes. Tell us what we need to know. This is your, I'll open the floor to you. Well, I will say that still there's a lot of discussions about Kyle Bush and what's going to happen with him, where he's going to drive. And didn't he say he'd take a pay cut to stay? He did, but I think there's several things that maybe people are overlooking. They keep talking about, well, he's got to stay with Toyota because of his truck team being Toyota. Well, I don't think a lot of people realize that Roger Penske runs Ford in NASCAR, Chevrolet in IndyCar, and next year in the World Endurance Cup, he's going to be fielding a Porsche. Okay. you know, you can you can mix and match if you need to. But one thing that keeps haunting me in the back of my mind, ever since Gene Haas for, formed his Formula One team, he said from the very day he announced it that he wanted an American driver in that car. And I think, yeah, I like Schumacher that he's got in there. That's a great pick, and he needs to develop him and stay with him. But I think Kyle Busch would do quite well in Formula One. Wow. Uh, I think he would fit in there well. There's a hot take. Um, I, I, I mean, when you look at how well Kurt did at Indy in his first outing in the Indy 500, and I think as talented as Kyle Busch is, that he would fit well into the Formula One world. Wow. And I didn't expect I, to hear that. I, I, Bud Moore told me – and. It, uh, as we would sit at the Peach Blossom restaurant, uh, I don't know how many how many times he said if he could hire any driver and if he had a team and could hire anybody, he'd hire Kyle Busch. We're talking him several years ago, but still, uh, he thought very highly of Kyle Busch as well. Well, and the the other thing too that's gone into the equation now, Kurt Busch is still not able to drive. Yeah, I uh, that must have back I, in that forty-five car this week. That so. was a hard hit, I guess. I mean, it didn't look all that bad, but neither did Dale Earnhardt's to me. But uh, well, he sort of what happened? It was on the passenger gotta, side. Yeah, but you got to remember something. You don't have, when he when you go back and look at that hit at speed, the way he hit the rear and then it whipped the car around. Yeah, and hit. You're, you may not move in that seat, but there, as Dr. Jerry Punch was explaining the other day, there are internal organs in us, and our brain is one of them, that's going to move. Our body may not move, but when you look at that crash at speed, I would almost guarantee that what happened was the way it whipped, even though he had the Hans device it, that held his head stationary, his brain in all probability, moved. Well, is it your, your hit the side of the skull? Your brain is floating in a fluid. a fluid of some sort, right? Yeah, it is. And you know, whenever 
while these crashes look so terrible, like Chris Busher's going down the front stretch at Charlotte, the energy is dissipating when that's happening away from the body. It's more detrimental to the body of the driver if they are going at those high speeds and they hit and the car stops because what that does is that sends all that energy to the race car driver's body rather than it dissipating away. And that's what happened with, you may remember Rick Baldwin, of course, this was before the Honda. Oh, I remember he, he took him quite a while to finally pass away. 10 years, at least 10 years. But what happened was his head just did a, a whip back motion, back and forth motion. The same thing happened to Adam Petty. The same thing happened to Dale Earnhardt. Their their necks and all snapped forward and snapped back, which was what caused the basal skull fracture. Right. Now, the when I talk about the detriment that can occur when a car is going at those high speeds and it hits a wall, say, head on, and it stops immediately, your body doesn't stop. No. And that was actually what caused Bobby Walwack back in the 1980s to suffer detached retinas at Daytona in a qualifying race. He hit, I think it was turn three and four wall in one of the qualifying races, and the car stopped immediately, and the soft body and all didn't, and he suffered detached retinas in his eyes, which is what ended his driving career. Mm. When Ricky Rudd did the horrible flip in the Bush Clash in 1984, all the blood and all rushed to his eyes and everything because it was, you know, this with a gyration. He was trying to get out of his system. Ricky looked like he had been beaten to a pulp by a prize fighter. Yeah, that was Bud Moore's car. That was that's when Bud had to yeah, tape his eyes was. open. But he won that's Richmond right. the next race. Let me. Uh, we got. And, to, and he didn't remember it either. We got to move on, but I'm going to get quickly. If you can give me about about a minute on. Uh, the two great independents that we lost this week, Buddy Arrington, and you even did the forward for my uh, Neil Castles book. Do you have any thoughts Neil on Castles. those? You know, those were two very special people, and I remember their names tremendously when I was growing up, and I was happy that I still got to cover them for a little bit. And Neil and I talked a lot after he filed that lawsuit against the Paul Creek um fuel terminal site when I was working with Singh, I handled that story. But, uh, you know, they were two very special people, and Buddy Arrington campaigned the Chrysler product for years, and his son, Joy, continued to build engines for Dodges after Buddy retired. And uh, I know as a child, Neil Castles' nickname, Soapy, was always... uh, an attraction to me. I thought that was pretty cool. And Named by Buddy right. Schumann. Yeah. And um, they were very special people. And, you know, the thing is, um, I know Neil won a championship in the Grand National East Division. Right. But I always thought it was so cool how many movies he drove. He was the stunt driver in so many movies. Right. Including Elvis Presley Speedway. Yep, which was on this past week on Elvis Day, which I think was Wednesday. Oh, was it? Yep. They, you know, Turner Classic Movies in August 
It's called uh, Summer Under the Stars, and every day from 6 a.m. to 6 a.m., they show uh, one one actor's movies or actresses' movies. And, uh, well, it must have been Wednesday, I guess, was uh, Elvis Day. But, Deb, we got to run. Um, hey, I missed it. Yeah, well, <coughs> excuse me. Viva Las Vegas was my favorite. It was on there, Viva Las Vegas. But, you know, he was a really good actor. If you look back at some of his early stuff, and don't ask me to recall the names, but some of these black and white movies where he was, uh, uh, well, uh, yeah. uh, he, right. he played one when he was like a, a, a an Indian, a renegade, like a half-breed or something like that, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. I mean, he was, yeah. you know, it wasn't the stupid uh, Ann Margaret dancing next to him when a bunch of songs well, that, that are unforgettable. Stupid. I learned that dance. but Well, I, I, I picked the wrong oh. one there. How about uh, Parker? Colonel Parker was the reason for all that. Yeah. Okay. We gotta let you go, Deb. Hey, look, it's great okay. talking to you, and uh, we uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Everybody, have a good week. Go uh, to North Wilkesboro if you get a chance. There you go. That's Deb Ricky's Williams. driving west and Little Rick's east on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's driving west on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's east on Asheville Highway. The drive through is is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this and you want it to sound like this there's the pass to Leitner puts it up then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. 
Dee Dee Lubin Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. It's a beautiful day for the beach, or an afternoon hike, or perfecting your three-pointer at the park. Where you're spending your day may be up for debate, but stopping for an icy treat at McDonald's is not. Now try new Frozen Coke and Frozen Fanta Wild Cherry or Blue Raspberry. Get any size for just $1.69. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices of participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Coca-Cola and Fanta are registered trademarks of the Coca-Cola Company. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. I'm sorry for the sloppy segue after uh, Deb got through talking. Who is she, Alan? The smartest lady I know. Yeah, we can't forget to say that. Now, uh, Alan, you got 10 minutes. Go for it. All right. We're going to start off with Carolina Speedway. Last night, uh, got a few makeup races, or not makeup races, but makeup divisions in this. Uh, promoters hate this rain that we're having because sometimes you get halfway through the main events and you got three other main events to go. And, uh, all of a sudden, rain comes in. We can't run them, so you have to run some main events the next week. So mm. he has to, in uh, case of Carolina Speedway, he has to drop a couple of divisions because he has a curfew he gets to. So that's up in Gastonia. That's up in Gastonia. So the Carolina Speedway got in uh, some of the racing last night, but they made up for July fifteenth and July fifteenth. They did not get the Hornets division in, so first place went to Scott Collinger. Second went to Anthony Davis. Third went to TJ Slacks. And the late model division, first place went to Mark Green. Second went to Mike Clark. And third went to Tommy Knight. And the super sportsman division, first place went to Brandon White. Second went to Caleb McLaughlin. Third went to Ronnie Mosley. And the Thunder Bomber division, first place went to David Lucas. Second went to Justin Fyth. And third went to Luke Ellison. And now for last night's main events, which, uh, Cars were already there. They just brought them out there, hot lapped them, come back in, let them run one main event, uh, go back in. Then we're going to transfer the classes around, kind of like drag racing. You're mm-hmm. going to get you about 40 minutes to work on your car. Then you're going to come back for another main event. And last night, first place in the late malls, Mark Green. So a good night for Mark Green. Picked up both mains there. Second went to Carl Markey. And third went to Joy Johnson. And the Super, super Sportsman Division. First place went to Coke Gilliam. Second went to Josh Wilkerson. Third went to Bailey Lofton. In the Pure Street Division, first place went to John Mullinax. Second went to Grayson Sutton. And third went to John Reed. And now moving down to Lawrence Speedway. That's the Darlington of Dirt. We don't usually do Lawrence, do we? We don't do Lawrence, but last week we had Harris get rained out. We had Cherokee Speedway get rained out. So we're going to move down here to Lawrence, a big two-day deal down there. This is the second Anley Bradley Lambert Memorial race. Uh, last night, they had a lot of qualifying, but they did have one main event there. That was the Thunder Bomber Futures. They paid $1,000 to win. Picking up first place in the Thunder Bomber Futures was Justin Wynn. Second was Tyler Smith. Third was J.J. Williams. Tonight, 
They're going to have the 602s. They're going to start out with the 602 qualifying and the Concy races. And then right after that, they're going to bring the main events in. The main events there are the Thunder Bomber Division, 20-lap main, or 40 minutes, whichever one comes first. And sometimes <laughs> I've seen them only get three laps in. <laughs> Run three laps and get the main event. Also, front-wheel drive division. Uh, front-wheel drive division. With this big payout that they have in there, the top three cars will be automatically checked tonight. So uh, don't go to you pits, boys. Just pull them on up there to the ticker. Uh, also, <laughs> four-cylinder division, 602s. Limited late models. The pit gates are going to open up at $4.30, $30 to get in. Driver's meeting is going to be at $6.30. Uh, stands will open up at $5.30. Listen to this, Perry. All right. $15 for ages 11 to 65. $15, 11 to 65. All right. Kids, $12 <laughs> for 65 and above. So that's us. We get a $3 break. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, kids, I'll be, I'm on the way 10 and under get in free. And also they posted up if they have rain tonight that they will run tomorrow afternoon. Okay. They will give a time later on. All right. Okay. Now going into Cherokee speedway tonight, they're going to be racing. They're going to have this makeup race from last Saturday night. That's the stick Elliott Memorial, uh, for some people's done give up a little bit more money to see these boys run over there. So, uh, got to update on the purchases over there. Carolina class, super late models are going to pay $5,000 to win super sportsman division, 1200 thunder bombers, 800 604 late models, 1500 pro four, 600 and young guns, V eight, $350, uh, stands is $20 to get in pits is $35. Uh, pits open at 3 p.m. this afternoon. Stands will open up at 4 p.m. And just remember that uh, a lot of our racetracks around here, the points are going to be ending up. A lot of you points end up about the first week of September. And uh, it's getting down to uh, who's going to be leading in these points at the end of this show. Also, we got Harris running tonight. Uh, for everybody that's listening from likes to go to Harris, uh, you better go tonight because they're going to be taking the next two weekends off. They're going to take the 13th and the 20th off. So the next race is going to be at Harris will be uh, the 27th. And since the Harris was rained out last night, I mean, last Saturday night, your armbands will be honored tonight at that racetrack. Uh, but as far as they, everybody that went to see the wing sprint cars last week, uh, the wing sprint cars will not be there tonight. They had a previous schedule so uh they gonna work on a makeup date to bring sprint cars back in there where will mr wilson be <clears throat> that's a good little story for later on oh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a filler for oh, the end yeah. of the show that's a filler in case we don't have wally dolan back <laughs> at, 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 at 11 o'clock <laughs> but tonight eight divisions racing at harris speedway they got your uh they got your series up there. The the, the old-timers? They got the old-timers up there, the vintage series, and guess what? They will be there early. They will set their cars up at the grandstand entrance from 5 to 6 p.m. Uh, so if you like seeing these old vintage cars come up there, a lot of them are the 57 Chevrolet. I love six, a 57 six, Chevrolet. 69 Chevelle, a Mustang, a 67 Nova. Uh, these boys has got these old cars just kind of decked out for you. 55 Chevy was a good one. Yes, it was. I, I'd like to have a 57 
Chevrolet front clip and uh, kind of peed up on this car here. Uh, something about the front end geometry on a 57 Chevrolet. Is that right? Yes, it is. 55, 56, 57, they all about the same. Also, the divisions running at Harris Speedway are the Thunder Bombers, Renegade Street Stock Combined, Crate Sportsman, Pure Stock, Stock Front Wheel Drive, Thunder Bomber Futures, and the Ford Outlaw Divisions. And like I said, your armbands from last Saturday night will be honored tonight. Plus, if you cannot make it tonight, they will be honored on the 27th. So just uh, keep up with them. Just don't walk up there and say, I lost it and I can't get in. No, it's not going to work. <laughs> Gates will open at 4 p.m. this afternoon at Harris Speedway. Drivers meeting at 7. Uh, pits are $30. Grandstands are 15 Kids 12 and under get in free. Oh, say. Travers Rest Speedway, August 12th and 13th. They got the Mike Hawkins V8 Summer Slam there. This will be a $5,000 to win Thunder Bomber race. So uh, all these boys is kind of picking it up to get to the Thunder Bomber division. Uh, Friday night, next Friday night, they will have open practice with Thunder Bomber qualifying. Uh, they will have some mains there, but they have not been determined yet will be later on at first of the week that they will determine which mains that they will actually run. Then come back on Saturday, like I said, $5,000 main event for the Thunder Bombers. Also, uh, divisions that's going to be on hand, like I said, they don't know which one's going to run their main events yet, but it will be the Rookies, Extreme 4, Thunder Bombers, Street Stock Renegade, Pure Stock, uh, many late models, a popular division now, and the Crate Sportsman. Stands is $15 each day. Pits is $30 each day at Traverse Rest Speedway. And now, something that we're going to get into tonight. Foster, oh. Foster's Carp Lake. <laughs> okay. Let's hear about that. Foster's Carp Lake tonight. They don't get rained out, do they? they we don't. We fish in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> they will be fishing from 7 to 3 a.m. That's eight hours of fishing. The payout is $30, spots. That's the top 30 fish of the night. We'll automatically get $100. Top 30 fish? Top 30 fish. Oh, and and they, will, they will start knocking these fish off about, uh, they'll start knocking these fish down about 9, 30, 10 o'clock. I might could show up in that. Uh, but you got to have that top fish. Also, $100 for the biggest yellow carp and $100 for the biggest buff carp. That's every hour. So, it costs you two hundred dollars to enter. Oh. The, the stands are free. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's a... you can come on over. Hot dogs will be served at eleven o'clock, and uh, after that, you are SOL, as the man <laughs> says. <laughs> and my scooter is fixed. No more walking for Allen Hill. Oh, that's all comforting to know. That's. Uh, I'm glad we got a little plug in there for the for the carp fishing. I just got a text from Deb. I don't know why she'd send me something like this says discovered a new product yesterday that i think you would like it's happy jack's maple it's a hundred percent pure maple syrup syrup that has been aged in bourbon barrels it's from the finger lakes region region of new york state so i guess she's thinking about her trip to watkins Glen and uh something tasty to drink they send it to me <laughs> of all people why would you want, uh, I guess that's whenever you wake up next morning, you put the syrup on your pancakes well, that's, uh, pan and, 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 and go back to your natural from the <laughs> night before. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I was thinking. I mix it in there with my, uh, aunt Jemima. But, uh, like I say, a lot of good racing going on at Cherokee Speedway and Harris Speedway tonight. Hopefully the rain will hold off. Uh, 
but we're going to have it. Okay, buddy. Well, we're going to come back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. We are And here's what you need to know. Tom Brady was back at Tampa Bay Buccaneers practice this morning after having to attend to a personal matter yesterday. Mike Evans not practicing, however, after tweaking his hamstring in practice yesterday. In Major League Baseball on Friday night, the Los Angeles Dodgers defeated the San Diego Padres 8-1. The Dodgers' Tony Gonsolin struck out six and five innings to improve his record to 13-1. Paul DeYoung of the Cardinals, the game-winning two-run double in the bottom of the eighth for a 4-3 victory over the Yankees. The White Sox' Dylan Cease improved his record to 12-4 in their 2-1 victory at Texas. Eloy Jimenez, the go-ahead home run in the top of the fourth. Phillies over the Nationals 7-2. The Phillies' Kyle Gibson had a perfect game going through six innings at the plate. The Phillies hit five home runs, including Kyle Schwarber's National League leading 34th of the season. Philadelphia has won eight of its last nine. I'm Isaac Lowen. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Join Anthony Greer, Alex Smith, and myself weekday afternoons for Open Mic, Spartanburg's longest-running radio show. Whether it's high school athletics, Carolina or Clemson, USC Upstate, the Braves, we've got opinions and we want to hear from you. Open Mic, 3 until 6 p.m. on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, and of course the Fox Sports 1400 app. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. 
Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a Plante? Call it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. The Hub City Farmers Market is back. They will be open from 11 to 2 on March 19th for their final winter market, and then they'll be open every Saturday from 8 to noon beginning April 2nd. The Hub City Farmers Market features the freshest local produce, meat and dairy products, as well as artisan crafts and bath and body products from local vendors. Every Saturday will feature live music as well as activities for the kids. Remember to shop local with the Hub City Farmers Market, presented by Spartanburg Regional, located at 498 Howard Street, Open every Saturday beginning April 2nd. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second half of Start Your Engines here on Fox Sports. Uh, Perry's over here trying to get in touch with Wally Dolan back, but uh, we are trying to not having much luck with it. I'm getting his answering machine and just got a text from Ronnie saying that uh, that uh, he's uh, ready at 11.05 and it's eleven, almost 11.06 and I'm not getting him. Okay. So, so uh, uh, for uh, talk, talk about something. Let me try him one more time. If not, we'll do the story you said we might need. All right. We're going to start out with uh, for... Uh, what Deb was getting into was uh, North Rooksboro. North Rooksboro had a race up there that was open wheel modifieds, and everybody knows that Ryan Ewan, he's a he's an awesome open wheel modified driver up there. I love watching them cars run. But uh, after that race last night, uh, from what I understand, that they are going to pull the asphalt up and they're going to make it into another dirt track up there. So uh, I hear that also already on hand is going to be a big uh, what we call a crate motor racing up there. That's uh street stock division up there. It's going to be up there, I think, in September or something like that for a big showdown up there. And I've a lot of our boys, from what I hear, talking at the uh, parts houses around here that they are trying to get ready to do this big street stock race. They are going actually cut the entries off at a certain number. So uh, they are already sending their entry, entry names in to get into this race up at North Rooksboro. Uh, also, uh, what Deb was talking about was, uh, the replacement of, uh, Ty Gibbs that was going into the 45 car for Kurt Busch. Everybody knows that, uh, in NASCAR or 
you can actually uh, race five races without be being declared for rookie of the year. Uh, you know, sometimes these deals, uh, I know Kurt probably hurt, but uh, sometimes it works out good for another driver. And I think uh, Ty Gibbs, he's going to get these five races in and then he's going to step back so that he would not be declared for rookie of the year in NASCAR. And then he will come back next year in NASCAR running for rookie of the year. Yep, and he'll probably win it too. But uh Oh yeah. Having trouble he, with getting Wally here. It's uh he's in Because Ty Gibbs Ty Gibbs is doing an awful lot. I mean, to be you know, what was it, two weeks ago up there at the road course, he stepped into that car and they mm -hmm. told him to fall back there to the rear. Next thing you know, he's sitting up there running about fifteenth and uh to step out there and start running fifteenth in that car, uh everybody knows it's got different shift and leaving pattern. It's not compared to the old H pattern that we used to have. First up front, second, third, fourth. This is a straight back shifter type deal. Kind of like your motorcycles used to be. You know how you used to punch down on them and go back down? My daddy wouldn't let me drive motor, ride a motorcycle, but I did see a very good explanation with the uh, the graphics that they have on, on NBC of how that shifter works. And it's, it's pretty cool. What my question is, well, before I say that, I've called Wally two or three times now. I've left him a message. Evidently, Greg talked to him within the last five or ten minutes and had no trouble. But I, he's got one of these deals where you go through a screener, and uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So uh, we may we may not get Wally Dallin back. Uh, so anyway, but my question about this shifter is: um, is there a clutch involved? Uh, mostly not. We mean mostly not. Uh, That's like being almost pregnant. <laughs> Either you got a clutch or you don't. Sometimes you have to use the clutch. Sometimes whenever you are leaving your pits and stuff like that, you have to have the clutch in stuff. But then once you get up to a certain speed, all you got to do is just keep snatching it back into gear. I mean, it's a, it's more or less of a straight tooth uh, gear gear combination to where you just kind of just keep going back. You just kind of. You just kind of burp the gas pedal for a second and keep snatching it back, and uh, that's uh, so you you uh, see. I, I've tried. My brain tries to visualize what you're talking about with these with the gears and everything, but with the shifter itself, when you when you're going from first to second to third to fourth, you're you're cranking it forward. You just keep yep. jacking it you, forward, yep. and yep. when you want to come up fourth third second first you, you're yep yeah and i the, mean that's and, it's really cool once you understand what's going and on the, and they actually got a little light up on the dash that tells you exactly which uh you're you're actually in which is handy oh yeah. sometimes which i don't know that. Uh, you got you got so much going on in that race car and plus two did you see aj Almendinger last week at the race his cool suit stopped at the beginning mm, he was he hot was, he was hot his brain had done started trying to shut down but he was sitting there on the front row and he was trying his best and uh kind of like your boy i'm uh you sitting there i think you text me you thought you had chase there for a little bit but you actually had the one car <laughs> forgot who i had <laughs> and uh and everybody knows that i was sitting there and i had the 18 car and uh, the the restart before i was sitting up there with the 18 car he got spun out so i had to go to the rear and you wouldn't believe what I had to say about that because <laughs> I went from uh, I went from getting my three points to losing my three points, but then uh, the next restart I got them all back. Uh, 
<laughs> but you know uh, that um, if I had to do it, I, I think I might have texted this to you too. If I had to do it over again, if I had known Almondinger was in that race, I'd have picked him. Yeah, because he won the race. I think he won them both last year, and he won the Xfinity race on Saturday. Yep, and he uh, he did. Okay, I got a text here from Wally Dallenbach saying that uh, Wally's phone is not working and for me to call him. So, uh, and I got a new number to call him at. So (laughs) go ahead and talk for a second. Let me try a new number. But these new cars, these these drivers are trying to adapt to these cars, and everybody knows that Kevin Harvick, I guess I say he's having a hard time to adapt to it. But you have the new drivers, younger drivers, like I said, Ty Gibbs, when you ain't never drove an old car and you, you haven't had that experience for the last 15 years and stuff like that. And you sit down in that car, it's, it's not nothing new. I mean, it's new to you, but it's really not nothing new to you because you're so young that you will just adapt to it. I mean, that's, uh, but these, uh, these new cars is, a. Uh, been a little bit of a handful here to begin, but I think it's making for, for some awful good racing as far as we've been seeing here lately. As uh, well, I called the new number for Wally and it says it's temporarily unavailable, so let's just <laughs> let's forget about Wally for this week. Uh, and after this break, I'll call Greg and uh, find out what happened, but anyway, um, but he was, I don't, I don't know what you were just saying, yeah. so but when Dallenbach got out of that car. After the cup race last week, Dang he was beat. He was Asia. exhausted. He had like three people. Uh, yeah. I don't, one of them might have been his wife, but uh, he had a, Pour, pouring water on the back of his yeah. head and stuff like it. Uh, like I say, you got to cool that brain back down. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you get overheated, and uh, it just starts cooking in that race car. I mean, uh, everybody don't realize these cool suits. Uh, whenever you got that cool suit, everybody's been well. About like David Pearson and them, whenever they got out, they was all hot and sweaty and stuff like that. These drivers nowadays, they get out of these cars after a 500, 600-mile race, and their hair's not even, you know, they're not even sweating. Yeah. And they, they cool because of the technology that we've got put in these cars, and now that the cars have caught up with all that technology. But the only thing about it is whenever that technology fails, it goes the opposite way. Yeah, It's just like having a wetsuit on or not say a wetsuit, but uh, a skin diver suit on. Mm-hmm. So you're either going to go extra hot or you're going to extra cool. Well, uh, you know, I, that's uh, – but there's there's been other instances of cool suits failing. I think somebody had one one time, and I believe uh, in my mind it seems like it was back in the 70s or something, and it, it started pumping hot water. Yeah. Well, it just it just sits back there and starts cooking. That's what it yeah. does, and I mean that's whenever it, it doesn't it doesn't circulate through your system, or it's got little veins that goes through yeah. in the suit. And it if it doesn't go through there, it it just sits there and it just starts baking you on on the inside. But uh, another thing is that uh, Deb was talking about was the the deal with the the helmet steel and uh, in 1978 when C.L. Pritchett won the ndre race over here at cherokee speedway was a hundred lap on a half mile dirt when he got out i couldn't understand his head was sideways i mean it was it was just to the right hand side of his shoulder from centrifugal force or something yes and uh talked to him about a week later and he's sitting there and he said you don't realize back then in 1978 how much a helmet actually weighed 
Mm. And whenever he's running off in that corner, his neck got so tired that he just laid his helmet right over. Well, guess what we done? Hooked a hooked something from his uh, shoulder. We took shoulder a bungee, to the side of the helmet. We, we took a bungee cord and he would. We drilled a little small hole and run a bolt in there and clipped a little L-shaped bracket and drilled a hole in it and and tied the bungee cord or the hooks in the bungee cord actually went into the helmet right there and the bungee cord went up underneath his helmet to where he sat right there and the bungee cord would actually go with his shoulder plus it would flex a little bit if he got into a bad wreck yeah but uh there's, there's certain ways that you can uh fix things out here. yeah i've seen those before uh um uh, and you know you they talk about Bristol was probably one of the worst at that with, uh, yeah. with those high banks and, and, and all the time you barely ever on a straightaway at Bristol. Yep. And, uh, you know, there for a while, nobody thought about nothing about putting a headrest up the right hand side. And now if you see these cars nowadays, they got headrest up both it's sides. It's like a halo. It's like a halo right there. Yeah. So, uh, like I see you and they got enough cushion in there that your, uh, your head just kind of stays right there. But like Deb says, uh, that doesn't mean that the brain's not going to be floating around in there. That's true, but it's also, as we saw demonstrated at um, Pocono, when the thing gets upside down, you you can't really get out. It was tough to get out before, but now it's almost impossible. Yes, it is. Uh, it's kind of tough to get out, but uh, with the technology, like I said, that uh, NASCAR's come in with, uh, I still don't like the deal of seeing the guy run out there of that little bitty tank fire extinguisher. I wish they would come up with some kind of a truck deal that that truck could run out there. The guy would be standing up there with, you know, one of these, uh, you've seen them on the front of a boat or whatever, the tugboats yeah. that shoots the, yeah. they should be able to go out there and just foam that thing. Like, right. an, like, a, like an airport. Yes, like an airport. They should be able to have that truck where it sits right there. If they see that car flame up, they should run out there and be able to hit that thing. Uh, I don't think the driver would mind if they hit the thing with enough foam that it's going to cover him up in there. Uh, because uh, if you're in a car and this is burning, you want to get out. I got a text here from Mike Hill. You yeah. know him, don't you? Yeah, I think I do. He says that Cecil Gordon wrote, radioed him one time during the Bristol race to take out his pocket knife and cut the cool suit off when he made his pit stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Old Cecil. <laughs> Oh, Another one of our great independents. Yes, uh, it was. Um, we got a couple of minutes here. You know, I, speaking of independents, we've already talked about Buddy Arrington and Neil Castles. Um, I was going to write a second independence book, and I had a bunch of them all lined up. I had a, I had a, and the sad thing is they're gone now. I mean, we're lo- we lost two this week, but I had Jim Vandiver. He's not with us anymore. I had Larry Frank. He's not with us anymore. Um, I had, that's what reminded me of it. I had Cecil lined up. He's not with us anymore. And, you know, these guys are, uh, they, they were a really special breed. And I just wanted to go back that for, back there for just a second because uh, um, a lot of them had day jobs, you know, yes. five-day-a-week jobs and raced on the weekends and worked on their cars when they could. I know I was at Talladega in 79 and back when you could just, well, I got into the pits on uh, Greg Moore's uh, pit pass that he slipped to me in a shop rag through the fence. And uh, Buddy Arrington came so close to winning that one of the, I guess it was the fall or the summer race at Talladega. He ran with the leaders. He started up front and he ran with them all day long. And uh, 
except for having an inexperienced pit crew. It's the only thing that cost him the race because he still finished fourth, and he was up there with Pearson, who was driving for the Wood Brothers, and Donnie Allison driving for Hoss Ellington and Kale for Jr., and he ran with them all day, and I, I, everybody was pulling for him so hard, and he came in and made his last pit stop and botched it, and uh, he didn't botch it. They did, and he just... Well, I hate to say, but a lot of the independents back in, they drove the truck and trailer, like I said, mm-hmm. to the racetrack. Well, they picked up their crew members from guys that was staying outside the fence. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. That's I mean, exactly. hey, you won't get on your own pit road, but you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to work on my car. Or you're yep. gonna have to change my tires. You're gonna have to do something. I mean, and they the, even did but, that at Indianapolis. I yes. mean, everywhere back in those days, you know, you just you you get the people to help you, maybe from a local service station yeah, or because, car dealership. Yeah, because they didn't pay, and I mean, that's uh, they couldn't pay the guys to come in there and work and. Uh, that's part of it. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. I'm pretty sure I can get Greg on the phone. I hope. So uh, let's take a break and come back and talk to Greg and chew him out for having a, <laughs> a not having a good phone number for Wally Dallenbach. No, I think the phone number is good. That's just a it's just a screw up. He's two well, time zones away well, and it didn't work. It's, he's he's probably racing too. Yeah. I well, mean, I mean, I, the, the last communication I had was from Ronnie, and he said that. Greg said to call him. Somebody's calling in now. Let's take a break. We'll come right back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Hey, Wally. How you doing, Big buddy? Big selection. All great. Better deals. Good stuff, come man. And get, get a hold of Impex Pre-owned <laughs> on Asheville Highway. No Paul is a whole lot easier. Or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-owned. Still there? Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time hey, buyers program. I mean, Hurry uh, on over to Impex Pre-owned. 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. There's something special happening year-round in the city of Spartanburg, including a variety of seasonal events and festivals. Downtown Spartanburg offers several great options for retail shopping, as well as a great selection of restaurants and bars where you can have the fish and chips at Delaney's Irish Pub, you can try something off the new menu at RJ Rockers, or even catch a game with friends at Main Street Pub. If you're looking for something family-friendly, check out the Music Trail or the Sparkle City Mini Putt, which is always free to play. For more information on upcoming events, check out the city's Facebook page. The City of Spartanburg, always doing. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. 
They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories, such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. And after uh, a little bit of trouble getting a hold of him, I think we got Wally Dallin back from the top of a mountain in Colorado. Good morning, Wally. <laughs> Good morning. Man, yes, you do. <laughs> well, uh, you know, wh- what are you doing on top of a mountain? Is your race over? Because I, th- I understand now you're, uh, from what I see on the internet and from what your brother Paul told me, you're, uh, you're doing a bit of uh, hill climbing and, and have been for a while. Yeah, well, I, I Paul wanted me to run his car this weekend. Um, I'd, I'd let my my one son do it instead. My my uh, youngest son Wyatt um, is he's been in the car before, and you know he's chomping at the bit to go racing and all that. So so Wyatt's driving. It's a it's a it's like a seven mile you know road up a mountain, similar you know to the same thing as Pikes Peak, but it's all dirt. And um, it's in Grand Junction, Colorado, a place called Land's End. And Wyatt's driving a, it's an open wheel, four wheel drive, um, 850 horsepower uh, wow. monster. So, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I'm a little envious now that I'm here watching. I shouldn't have let him take my ride, but whatever. <laughs> you gotta do what you can do for your kids. You know, when I think of Pax Peak, and, 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 and as I told your brother, and I've watched the. Uh, I've watched quite a bit of it because it, it fascinates me. It, it it's it almost well. It reminds me a lot of something like the Mexican road race, you know, with people so close on the sides of the road at different places. But um, I, I think of uh, I think of Pikes Peak, I guess, because I'm old school and everything of being on dirt. So you're saying the one that you're at right now is a dirt hill climb? Yeah, it's dirt, and and you know, of course, Pikes Peak used to be dirt, right? Um, and when I drove it. The last time I raced up there, um, I think there was maybe two and a half miles of pavement, but it was pretty much all dirt. Well, it's paved now, and it's it's kind of a different animal. Um, I, I mean, the dirt is so much fun. Anybody that's raced on dirt knows what I'm talking about, and uh, it's just it's a lot more fun when it's on dirt. So since they paved Pikes Peak, there's there's like four or five events in all around Colorado, different venues that are completely just dirt. Um, you know, dirt roads and, and it is, man, it's, I'm telling you what, I mean, I've driven a lot of different race cars in my life and that Pike's peak deal or or these type of cars on, on these dirt roads is, is about as much fun as you'll ever have in a race car. It's a blast. Yeah, but it's pretty dangerous. I mean, I, 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 I can't imagine some of those turns and everything from watching up from watching Pike's peak, you know, I mean, (laughs) There's nothing between you and about, a, I don't know how many 
foot drop off. I mean, it, that's it's in it's incredible. I'm surprised OSHA or somebody doesn't come in and say, you know, you got to put a guardrail here or, or something else there. It's uh it just looks incredibly dangerous and and the the uh, I don't know any other way to put it, but the fearlessness of the driver is uh is well, through I, the roof. I'll tell you what, I think I'd rather be doing this than being on the road with some of these regular knuckleheads. Well, that's true uh, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um yeah, there's always there's always a lot there's always spots on the hill climb that you don't want to go off. There's no question about it. But you know, overall, uh, you know, the hill climb racing is it's got a pretty good safety record. Um, it's relatively um, safe. You just you know, um, all these guys are really good at it, and it, it's uh, it's fun to watch all the different classes and the yeah. different cars and and there's you know it atmosphere. Um, it's just a bunch of guys that have hill climb cars that are really coming out and having fun for the weekend. You know, it's, it really is a, it really is a good time. What blew me away when I first, we've been doing this show now for five years. And I think in the second year, or maybe even the first years when we got into the Pikes Peak hill climb, cause it is such a storied and famous event, but I was blown away by the fact that the record is held by an electric Volkswagen. Yeah. Once those guys showed up. You know, once they paved the road and the electric wave came to Pikes Peak, it was pretty much game over. Um, you're you're going to be really, it's going to be tougher, uh, normally aspirated. Or yeah. Anything that's close to piston engine these days that can can run that fast. And, and you know, a lot of these cars are, are four-wheel drive, so you have an electric four-wheel drive car. And they just, they're incredible how fast they go up, up, up the mountain. Um, so anyway, I think it's, you know, it, it, but Hey, that's it. I mean, look at where our sport is now, any of the auto racing now compared to 10 years ago. Yeah. Wally, you mentioned just now something about the different types of racing that you've done and you have done a lot. I mean, with the, with the trans am where you really were a, a fantastic and, uh, but did you ever, your father being such a great Indy car driver, um, did you ever think to go to Indy or run the sprint cars or anything like that? Well, you know, the, the way my deal kind of came, and I did run a handful of Indy car races. Oh, okay. Um, um, but, you know, with my, my IMSA experience and with my Trans Am experience um, and being a factory driver, I got more opportunities to go, if you want to say sedan type racing, than I did open wheel racing. Um, you know, Ford Motor Company actually gave me an opportunity to drive in my first couple of cup races with Junie Dunlevy. Right. So, yeah, I mean, growing up in the IndyCar series, that's naturally the direction I thought I was going to go. But you have to go where the opportunities take you. And the opportunities took me in a different direction thanks to you know, Ford Motor Company and some of those people I had driven for in road racing, um, you know, they gave me a shot at going stock car racing, and that's kind of the direction I went. Um, you know, I think, you know, I'm back doing some Trans Am races this year. I've run, I run a, a three this year. I got one more. And, and I'm just, I'm having probably more fun now than I've ever had in my life. I mean, I love driving the Trans Am cars. They're, they're animals. <laughs> um, they've got a ton of horsepower and you just got to drive the hell out of them. And I mean, it's just, it's really my favorite 
type of vehicle to drive. So I'm having a, I'm having a big time doing that. And, and again, no pressure. I mean, you know, I'm doing it. I'm a volunteer driver. <laughs> you know. Uh oh. Um, but it's it's so much fun. Um, I said I'm racing there. You guys got it. Yeah, you're breaking up just a little bit. Don't don't move around too much. I don't know if you if you're walking around on top of it. I'm bad about walking around when I'm using a cell phone. Can you still hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, okay, okay, good. Uh, yeah. No, uh, you know, and I used uh, I used to go to uh, some some USAC races back in the day, back in the '80s and se- uh, late '70s and '80s, and I'd see your dad walking around. He was a chief steward, I guess, for USAC, and uh, with his cowboy hat and everything, and he was uh, he was like the authority. Yeah, he, it was actually for cart. Cart, and cart, he, cart. And he, um, yep, he did it a long time, um, and he was very good at it. And, you know, uh, it, it was, it, I think he really, he was born for that job, uh, to be honest with you. And I, you know, I threw my hat in the ring. I was a chief steward for one year for Trans Am, and that was about all I needed. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, it was interesting, to say the least, but, um uh, when I got an opportunity to get back in a race car, I jumped at it. And so I've been lucky. I hooked up with a guy named John Cloud that was doing a bunch of vintage racing and, and had all these cars. And he had this Trans Am car that we had been developing and working on for the last couple of years. So now we decided to run Trans Am this year with it. And uh, it's a 20-year-old car, but I'll tell you what, it still runs. i tell you, you, you know, as far as the road courses and Trans Am and everything, you know, I, I really, uh, I hate to, I hope this isn't too sore of a spot for you, but I, I was really thinking you would win a, uh, win a race for Bud Moore that year that you drove for him on one of the road courses. And I think we only had two back then, maybe Watkins, Glenn and Sonoma because Bud did such a fantastic job in the Trans Am and, uh, series. And he even won a night, the first race they ran at, uh, Watkins Glen in 1957. He won that with Buck Baker and, um, but from what Greg tells me, it was your pit stops that pretty much kept you out of the winner's circle. Oh, and I forgot about uh, the Japan race when uh, yeah. they, they had the, the unending caution flag that killed your chances to catch up. Yeah. Yeah, we, we did. We, we had them covered at Sonoma that year. Um, but, yeah, we just, you know, we'd come in second, third, or whatever and go out eighth or ninth every time and it was you know at that time we didn't have the budget for the fly-in pit crews or anything like that um but you know we had we had some good runs i mean bud oh the daytona 500 was fantastic i watched it last night yeah we had i mean you know we had an opportunity races there was no doubt about it um Bud had good stuff and i really enjoyed driving for you know bud and craig and all those guys were family to me and I, I wish we could have continued, um, but you know the sponsor at the time was playing games, and it was getting late in the season, and I, you know, I, it, nobody was committing, and you know I had another offer, and I had to take it. Uh, yeah. but I really enjoyed that that year. Well, it was like it was Hayes yeah. Modems, and wasn't he uh, yeah. on the verge of bankruptcy or in bankruptcy or something? Yes, and and so there were rumors, you know, of it. And he kept saying, oh, no, 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 we're in, we're in. But he never would sign a contract, and he would never send a deposit. And um, and sure enough, he did go bankrupt. Yeah. So, um, you know, 
as hard as it was to move on, um, you know, I really did want to stay with Bud another year. Yeah. Well, that was the last, uh, that was the last hurrah for Bud Moore the year that you drove there. And, um, uh, because he only had like spotty starts for the next couple of years and finally sold the team in 2000. Um, one of our, uh, uh, great listeners and supporters of this show is Mike Hill. And I don't know if you remember Mike that used to work for junior Johnson, but I texted yeah. him before that. Well, his brother works on the, he's sitting right here with us. Uh, Alan Hill, who's a, a local car owner for uh, the dirt tracks. But I texted Mike before the, sh- um, uh, before the show about if, if he had any stories to tell, I didn't know if you'd ever worked with Mike Hill or not. And he said that, uh, one time, uh, the, the biggest connection he could make with you was one time Felix Sabata sent you, uh, over to him because uh, he was out of Cuban cigars. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. That, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and Felix was a character to die for too. I mean, I, I, I had fun driving for those guys as well. Felix was definitely a unique individual when it comes to car owners, but, um, you know, it, I don't know. It just seems to me like back then, I mean, you know, we're all looking at back in the day. Um, yeah, we had fun. I mean, it, you know, it was just a, it's a different world now in racing. But, you know, back then it was, it was just, it seemed like it was a lot looser. And, and oh, it, I you know, think it definitely was. Characters. Yeah, it was a lot of characters in the sport. A lot of fun, a lot of, you know, pranks going on in the garage area and stuff like that. Yeah, not so much like that. Everybody's everybody's pretty serious these days. Well, uh, and, and on that note, what do you think of this new car, the the next gen car? I almost called it the car of tomorrow, but that that was twenty years ago now. Uh, but this next gen car with the, I mean, the slightest little thing knocks this thing out of uh, out of whack, and, uh, and you'll fail an inspection, like uh, the the thing that happened with uh, Gibbs a couple of weeks ago with a. Uh, of course, he was trying to cheat, or somebody was. But yeah. it's uh, yeah. it's so it's so minuscule the uh, the margin for error on these things. Yeah, I, lo- I listen. I've not driven one, obviously, but I like it. I because the, the way the cars are now are really very similar to the cars that I've driven my whole career in road racing, um, and and you know with the transaxle and all that stuff. So. I, man, I'd love to drive one because I think it would be it's something that I'm familiar with. Um, I, I think on the outside looking in, I like it just because I'm seeing new guys running up front. It, yeah. it, I, it, it's given more teams and drivers, I think, a much more level playing field and an opportunity to run good and win races. And, I mean, you can't fall, you look at this year and the guys that are winning races and the guys that are running up front. You know, it's not the same old crowd as it used to be. Um, it, it's really mixed up. So for me, I like that. I mean, I want to, you know, I like seeing these new guys come up and, and giving the veterans a hard time. And um, so it's definitely a challenge for these teams. And, but I, I, I mean, I just think it's, it's as even and level playing field than it ever has been. Yeah, this race this week should be pretty interesting at uh, Michigan because uh, this car has never been to Michigan. I mean, for a race. I don't know if they've tested it there or not. But And then the following week at Watkins Glen. So it's going to be uh, um, first time out for this car on a new track. 
I'm sure it's going to be good. I mean, Michigan was always one of my favorite tracks because there's so much racetrack you can use. Yeah. Um, and, and it's fast. And so I always, I always like Michigan. I think it's going to be a pretty good race. I, I hope it is. Um, it just seems to me wherever you get to go to racetrack where there's three lanes or more, um, and guys are going to be searching for, for grip and stuff like that, it should be a darn good race. Well, I hear them firing up behind you, so we'll let you go. Uh, I always like to point out when you're on the show that you came up with the lucky dog phrase, which I, <laughs> I, I always love that. In fact, I think Jayski still uses that on his, uh, on his website for um, uh, who got a lap back. And, um, yeah, but what quick and are you doing any media? I mean, other than maybe something like, uh, uh, uh the internet or, or whatever, but are you doing any kind of broadcasting or any place yeah. we can catch you regularly or we just have to luck into you? Now I, I basically gotten out of all of that, to be honest with you. Uh, just, I'm not doing any, any broadcasting anymore. Um, just, you know, really spending time with my kids and, and, got some real estate projects I do and I'm, I'm back in Colorado on our place in Colorado. My, you know, my mom and dad's health isn't the greatest right now. So I, I came back out here to help, you know, help out with them and help out on the ranch. And, and, and it's great. I mean, I, I miss the mountains. I've been, you know, out of the mountains for a long time. So yeah, not doing any broadcasting, no TV or anything like that. Like I said, just, I'm, I'm getting to play four or five times a year in a Trans Am car. And then I get to come up here and, do this stuff with my brother um i'll probably run a hill climb race before the year's over but i'm having you know i have as much fun as watching my kids you know go out there and have fun and then me doing it these days anyway wally it's great having you on the show i've got to tell you that you joined the exclusive club with mike helton and ken schrader as somebody that actually called us back because we were having a connection problem so I, <laughs> I, that's pretty good company and i appreciate you coming on the show and uh um Hopefully we can talk to you again next year and best of luck to you and everything that you do. We love having you and your brother, Paul on the show. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. You guys do a good job. I love talking to you. You're, you guys are always on top of it. So anytime, man, I, I, enjoy, I look forward to talking to you the next round. All right. Thank you very much. That's Wally Dallenbach junior. Who's a, a good interview. Once we finally got him. Yes, he was. Yep. All right. Let's take a final break. We'll be back. This is start your engines. Low prices, big selection, quality customer service. That's Nissan of Greer. Get big savings on over 300 new Nissans. Shop our large selection of used vehicles, including Nissan certified pre-owned. Plus, we're the place for commercial fleets, for expert service. And if you need credit, come and get it. Ask about military, college grad, and mobility assist savings too. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Call 864 for more details. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. 
5. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit upstatelogistics.com. That's upstatelogistics.com. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster and Janie Montgomery Scott Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-its to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take the first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. Said no one ever. I love waking up to cold cereal. Nothing satisfies like dry granola. No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage, biscuits baked to perfection, the enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, or hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's easy on the go breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal, single item at regular price. Valid when product served. Okay, start me up, AJ. We uh, I talked to Greg just now, and I was going to have him on after Wally, but since Wally was 20 minutes late getting on, we, uh, we'll save Greg for next week. Maybe he'll be here. Maybe we'll make him our legend. I don't know. But let's try to cover some ground here. We got a lot of racing from last week. We've talked a little bit about uh, the Brickyard, which was run on the road course at Indianapolis last week, and it was, it was wild. Tyler Reddick won it. Um, Austin Sendrick was second. Harrison Burton had his best finish at, in a, with a third. Todd Gilliland had a great finish in fourth. Bubba Wallace also did very, very well finishing fifth. This was more like a survival thing. Um, Joey Logano was sixth. A.J. Allmendinger got out of that car, and he was beat. He, uh, he had people attending to him sitting there uh, next to the car. 
Michael McDowell had another good finish. He was eighth, Cole Custer ninth, and Chris Boucher tenth. I guess one of the big things to take away from that race was that horrendous crash when Kyle Larson. I don't. I think I asked you this earlier, and I don't know if we got around to an answer. But has anybody ever said why it looked like he didn't even come close to slowing down? He hit that that turtle or whatever they call it there, and was airborne actually when he hit. Uh, Everybody, Dylan's everybody car. I talked to said brake failure, but uh, Hendricks Motorsports I think posted up something that said that uh, was not uh, not on their side. So uh, I, I have I have no idea, and I know I got a listener. He's listening to us, and he'll probably text me in here in just a second. <laughs> well, if you get a text from <laughs> that from that listener, let me know. Okay. Point standings after the race. Uh, this is the playoff standings. Chase Elliott has four wins. He's first. These next guys have two wins. That's Ross Chastain, Joey Logano, William Byron, Tyler Reddick, and Denny Hamlin. And then these guys have one win from seventh back. It's uh, Kyle Larson, seventh. Christopher Bell, eighth. Kyle Busch, ninth. Alex Bowman is tenth. Daniel Suarez, eleventh. Austin Sendrick, twelfth. Chase Briscoe, thirteenth. And Kurt Busch, who uh, has a win, but, you know, he's – he got his uh, brain rattled, and I uh, don't know when he's going to be back in the car. As Deb pointed out, he's going to miss his third race in a row uh, tomorrow. 15th is Ryan Blaney, and 16th is Martin Truex. They do not have uh, wins yet, and we still got three races left before, I think, counting tomorrow, with uh, uh, where a new winner could come in there and bump out one of these guys eventually that, that has a win. And that's one thing of this uh, winning you in deal. Uh, Not necessarily. <laughs> Kurt, well, Kurt's going to be in. And just think if you'd have missed three races in the old point system, yeah. there is no way that you'd be able to run for this championship. But uh, with this resetting of the program after so many races, and like I said, unless we have two more different winners, and uh, actually we got to have three to knock him out. Right. That's that's true. But we got four races. So we got, got four races. We got Michigan. Watkins Glen, not going to happen. Richmond and Daytona, not going to happen. It's your last four races. Well, you don't know what's going to happen. Not, Daytona, it's not, not going to happen. No. All right, you heard it here first. Uh, the Xfinity race, AJ Allmendinger won that one. Alex Bowman was second. Justin Allgaier third. Ross Chastain fourth. Chase Briscoe was fifth. Riley Herb sixth. Sam Mayer seventh. Ty Gibbs eighth. Austin Hill ninth. And Noah Cragson tenth. You'll notice there were a lot of uh, Cup drivers in that race to just to for practice for the cup race, for the cup race the next day. Uh, Jeremy had worked his way into the top 10 and had a good finish coming. When you enter the pits at Indianapolis, they have this thing, um, you know, uh, the, the curb, you know, that they uh, are not supposed to run over. It had seven blocks in it, uh, three blue ones on the front and three blue ones in back, but in the middle was an orange one the seventh one in the middle. And if you hit that one, you were penalized for cutting the corner to get in the pit road. And Jeremy ran right over it along with Ty Gibbs and went from a top 10 finish all the way back to like 31st on the last restart. He had 18 laps to make it up. I could only get as high as 19th. And I heard him on, uh, uh, open mic daily. Uh, I guess that was Wednesday. And I mean, he said, you know, I, I screwed up. I hit the dadgum orange, orange block there. And that's what, uh, 
that's what penalized us. Or he had an excellent finish, excellent finish uh, in the palm of his hand again, and shot himself in the foot. So uh, he says that he likes Michigan, and they've run pretty well up there. So we'll see what happens. Uh, the points in Xfinity. Almondinger is first, Allgaier is second, Ty Gibbs third, Josh Berry fourth, Noah Craxon fifth, Jeremy Clements is 18th, and he is not going to make the playoffs unless he wins a race, and it's that simple. Let's move over here to the trucks. They did not run uh, last week, and uh, the point standings there, Zane Smith is first, Ben Rhodes second, Grant Enfinger is third, Stuart Friesen fourth, and John Hunter Nemechek is fifth. They might have run last week. I don't remember if they did or not. I believe they did. Um, yeah, they ran in Indianapolis Raceway Park, and we talked about it because it was a Friday night race. Yep. We already covered that. But their next race will be the Worldwide Express 250 for Carrier Appreciation, and that's a mouthful. That will be uh, the 13th, which I guess is a week from today, and that's at 8 p.m. on um, FS1. All the truck races are on FS1. ARCA. They run today at 6.30. They must have a lot of daylight at 6.30 in Michigan because they don't have lights on the track. So that's uh, that's cutting it pretty close and allows no time for a rain delay. Special Varka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they, uh, they're scheduled today at 6.30 to run the, health, the Henry Ford Health System 200. Point standings there, Raja Karuf. Has a two-point lead over Nick Sanchez, Daniel Dye is third, Tony Breitinger is fourth, and Greg Alst is fifth. Uh, moving on to Indy. You remember Nashville last year? Yes, I do. Craziest race of the year. And, and Marcus Erickson, this year's Indianapolis 500 winner, if you remember at the very first laps of that race last year, he hit somebody and his car was vertical to the yep. track. Slammed back down, and he ended up winning the race. Yes, he did. Now, that was crazy. Well, that's where they're going to be tomorrow um, in the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix. That's going to be at 3 o'clock on NBC and Peacock. Um, but they did run at Indy last week, last Saturday, and that was the uh, Gallagher Grand Prix, and I never did figure out what Gallagher is. And we had a guy that hadn't won a race in 49 Races, and that was Alexander Rossi getting back in victory lane. It's been a couple of years for him. Second was Christian Lungard, who had his best finish ever in the Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan team. Will Power was third. Scott McLaughlin fourth. Joseph Newgarten fifth. Renus VK was sixth. Seventh, Graham Ray Hall eighth. Scott Dixon ninth. Felix Rosenquist and tenth, Alex Pillow. The point standings for the Indy cars. Will Power has a nine-point lead over Marcus Erickson, the Indianapolis 500 winner. Marcus had been leading the point standing since he won Indianapolis. That was a double points paying race, but uh, now they've caught back up with him, but we'll see what he can do at Nashville. You know, they had a couple of those turns at Nashville last year. Were just They just looked too tight to me, you know? And uh, But from what I can tell, because I looked at it last night doing my homework, I don't think they've changed anything. I think it's going to be the same track. Racing over the bridge. Uh, third is Joseph Newgarden in the points. Fourth, Scott Dixon. Fifth, Patricio O'Ward. We won't go any further with that. Formula One ran last week at Hungary. The Hungary, uh, Hungarian Grand Prix. Max Verstappen was, uh, the winner. 
Lewis Hamilton second. Third was George Russell. Fourth, Carlos Sainz. And fifth, Sergio Perez. The points in, did you watch any of that? I watched just a little bit of it. Yeah, me too. The points in Formula One. Uh, Max Verstappen is the leader. Charles Leclerc, who keeps crashing out his, when he's leading the race, is 80 points back. So that's a pretty comfortable lead for Verstappen. Um, Sergio Perez is third, fourth, George Russell, fifth, Carlos Sainz. We won't go any further there. Uh, their next race, excuse me, they're taking a month off. You were talking about some dirt track taking a couple of weeks off. Of, well, yes. Formula One's taking a month. They don't run again until August the 28th for the Belgian Grand Prix at the famed Spa Francorchamps Shops course. And, uh, so... I guess they get enough, a uh, much needed break. They still got 10 races to go. They've run 13. They got 10 to go. I was just wondering how they transport all these vehicles and all their equipment. Well, you know, as I long mean, as they, they got they, to the next race, they can use a boat. They're going from country to country. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, complicated. That's real complicated. Got to touch on this real quick. We're running out of time, but the, uh, the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship is running tomorrow, and that is uh, it's hard to tell the way they put the times in there, but it looks like it might be from something like 11.30 to 2.30. I've got written down here 11.40 to 2.20. Sometimes they run races that are an hour and 40 minutes long, timed races. This is at Road America, Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Uh, of course, we pull for the Wayland Engineering car of Pipo Durrani and Olivier uh, Olivier Pla, they um, will be qualifying for that. Let me hit the TV real quick. Today, um, the as, as we speak, the uh, WeatherTech qualifying is just coming on the air for uh, at Road Atlanta. IndyCar practice at twelve fifteen. Oh, by the way, that uh, is on um, Peacock. The WeatherTech IndyCar practice from Nashville is on Peacock at twelve fifteen. Cup. Qualifying in practice is at 12.30 on NBC. The uh, Xfinity race is today at Michigan on USA and Peacock. That's at 3.30 from Michigan, of course. I think I said that. IndyCar qualifying today at 4.30 from Nashville. That's on Peacock. Tonight, ARCA at 6.30 from Michigan. I don't know how they're going to have enough daylight, but that's on MAV TV. Tomorrow, IndyCar warm-up at 10.15 on Peacock. WeatherTech sports car race is tomorrow, and it's it looks like here it says 12 to 2.30 on USA. So, anyway, just look for it. You'll find it on anything that's an NBC affiliate. Uh, NASCAR tomorrow, the cup race is at Michigan at 3 o'clock, and it's going head-to-head at 3 o'clock with the Nashville IndyCar race on NBC. So, it'll be interesting to see uh, who wins that battle of the uh, – series nascar or indycar i tell you that indycar race is going to be hard not to watch <laughs> both of them will be but that was such a crazy race last year i'll record one of them and watch it got a minute to go here i want to thank lanny mckinney lanny's still laid up a little bit but he's uh he maintains the budmore engineering website and the <coughs> my rev limiter hit there uh, and uh and our podcast and everything which i don't think our podcast has been out there ronnie's been doing some of them uh Natalie, don't worry about it. We're not coming. <laughs> and uh Alan, you got about twenty seconds to say something. 
Mr. Wilson, you need to figure out which way your race car is going to go so you'll be at the right racetrack. Well, <laughs> and look up in the sky. It might help you decide. Because uh, we get getting some rain about every day. Yep, we've been getting a lot of rain here lately, but uh, good free grass and everything. It, yep, it, it is. And um, my grass needs it. Everybody's does, I guess. Well, um, kind of a disjointed show. We had some hiccups here and there, but I've, we've had worse. We've had better. I really appreciate um Wally Dallin back calling us, uh, back cause he was on some mountain in, in, uh, Colorado at a two hour time difference. So it's, uh, really appreciate Greg getting him for the show. We'll be back next week and, uh, wrap up whatever, uh, happens today and tomorrow. In the meantime, keep it between the fences. See you next week. been listening to start your engines tune in each saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news interviews and guests from around the sport to find out more or order perry allen woods books on motorsports visit mcfarlandbooks.com start your engines has been a presentation of fox sports spartanburg llc all rights reserved Visit our website at Spartanburg's